0: In today's episode, Ryan and I discuss Nelson Nash, his contributions to the financial world, economics, and the life insurance industry in particular. Of course, we discuss our relationships. Now, this was recorded in April of 2019, so it may be too soon, but we enjoyed it, we had fun, we hope you enjoy it, and thank you for listening. Welcome to the the Banking with Life podcast. My name is James Nethery, I'm your host. And we have... I'm Ryan Griggs, your co-host. Perfect. So, you know, today we're going to have a discussion about Nelson, Nelson Nash. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really, it's just a recorded discussion between us that we're inviting people to listen into if they choose
1: or yeah. would like. Yeah, it's kind of a long time coming, too. I mean, here we are. Now recording in May of 2019, and so it's been over a month since Nelson
0: passed away. Graduated, as he would say, mm-hmm. right? And you know, he passed the pleasantries and had a conversation with his brother. You know about uh, the IDS thing. Why didn't you tell me about this? Why didn't I buy more life insurance? Kind of a deal. But uh, and this surely, you know, this is not going to be. You know, completely comprehensive or completely inclusive, there's yeah. you know the effect that Nelson has had on us individually, and you know so Nelson will be woven
1: throughout the rest of our lives in our story absolutely and I mean, it's so I said it's been a month, and it's really taken that long and even now, like you say, it's not complete yet, but just reflecting on the magnitude and the breadth of his impact on each of us, on me personally, and as I've reflected about him. Really every segment of my life, from spirituality, becoming a Christian, to uh, academic life, leaving a PhD program, and then professional life, starting starting in Infinite Banking, and even the reason I'm here today, right? Sitting across from you. Yep, no question. I mean, he really brought us together. So in every, there's almost it's almost hard to think of a avenue or aspect of life that Nelson has not left his imprint on in my own life and just capturing the gravity of that is almost hard to put into words mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. impact he's had and then the impact he's had on <coughs> just my family and my clients as well i mean from all you can think of from all sorts of angles you know just the amount of death benefit that's in force because of him but then the access to capital that people have and will have as they live out the rest of their lives and all the other people who will you know, fall into that same category it's like that's a lot of people whoa. yeah and I wasn't even really usually I'm hardly ever at a loss for words but after he when he first passed away I was like I didn't even know how to describe you know how that made me feel or what that meant and so it's even taken this amount of time to get to this point where i think we feel that it's enough time has passed but we've also had sufficient time to consider what he's meant in order to be able to have a discussion about it in the first place right 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 i know excuse me you know for me it's kind of uh
0: You know it's informational you know they're kind of still in the information you know of course i'm knowledgeable that you know he passed away we attended the services and Mm. you know and it's uh he's not gonna you know you're not gonna have the opportunity to be egocentric self-centered for a moment you know you don't have the opportunity to you know have that phone call or you know complete a project or complete a discussion or a thought process um you know so it goes i mean it's it's kind of for me i mean yes i'm knowledgeable and, and it's moving from <clears throat> um <clears throat> excuse me i worked out hard this morning <laughs> um, it, you know it's going from i'm still in that <clears throat> <clears throat> wow really I should quit smoking i don't smoke um going from they're still in transition really going from that informational kind of mode what it what it really means, how it's going to affect me. You know, looking at, it's very very easy or simple to look at, oh, what you've lost, you know, what you don't have, what you can't have in the future, et cetera. But, you know, beyond that, um, you know, it's it's uh, been quite enjoyable for me remembering, you know, all of the, the good things, mm-hmm. right, all of the time that you did have, the things that you did do, the conversations that you did have, um, not on the, what you don't have sure. kind of a thing and um, you know just like you said uh, he he was very impactful throughout his life uh, in many areas you know the infinite banking concept is just one aspect of what yeah he you know impacted
1: mm. alright and like you were, we were talking out by your pool the other day about you know all the things that you wish you could have asked and you know, all the questions you could have answered and all the perspective that we didn't get an opportunity to hear from him, you know. Yeah, OMG,
0: you think about that, you know, 15 years, um, in in my case, I'm grateful, appreciative to have the 15 years of, you know, a relationship that developed over that time, and it was a pretty close relationship, um, and all of the things that you did discuss, and all of the things that you did discuss, and then – you know when he passes you suddenly think about all of the, all
1: of the things that you didn't discuss and it's like wow there's still so much more right yeah and to the point where I think it would have been impossible to cover everything you know I think so you had no question. 15 years I had three and that had been spring of 2016 and spoke and saw him regularly he would call me and I'd call him and also see him in person like when he visited here and at the various seminars but You know, I most of that was me listening to him. You know, share whatever on whatever topic we were talking about—be it finance or history or Christianity or any of those. And then I think about God; I could have just sat there and listened for the rest of my life. Sure. To everything that he had learned and what he would have to share. So it's
0: well. Why don't you, you know, refresh our memories and tell us again how? You know, you even met
1: Nelson Nash. So I was in a master's degree in economics in Northern California and was pretty uh, disillusioned with that path, ultimately towards becoming a professor of economics, but was looking at what people I knew who were in Austrian economics, what other aspects of work they were involved in. Came across Bob Murphy, Robert Murphy, and he was a co-founder of the Nelson Nash Institute I didn't know what that was so started looking into it uh, read more into Nelson got his book and then started googling him um, just to see if he would do any if he was doing any kind of events or speaking or unfortunately that was early 2016 when I was doing all this and turned out that in May of that year wow so we're coming up on almost the pretty precise anniversary i think it was mid-may of 2016 uh, he was doing what would later what i'd later find out was one of his last full-length two-day 10-hour seminars mm-hmm. in a town called rancho cordova outside of sacramento and he was hosted by uh uh nelson nash institute authorized practitioner kaylin peterson so i went to that event he had i had already been uh had some correspondence with Bob, and so Bob had shared with Nelson who I who I was. He at the time I had committed to the a PhD program at Texas Tech, and so what Nelson had learned was that you know this PhD student pursuing Austrian economics was going to come to one of the seminars.
0: So Bob warned him,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gave him a heads up. Uh, but he was so excited and authentically excited and not not like contrived and you know sometimes you meet people and you can tell they're kind of putting on a act or whatever but his i mean it's just like from a pure place of warmth and um engagement you know so he was very excited to meet me and uh, i was excited to meet him and to hear the seminar i mean that was seeing him speak was a very unique no one speaks like he did right no one no one could convey a uh, difficult in this case financial but in any case in any difficult you know any difficult kind of concept no one could convey that kind of information the way he could and so the seminar was like a sight to behold you know he had some slides and maybe he'd glance at them every now and then but otherwise it was 10 hours of <laughs> basically extemporaneous talking about the concept and what he had come to learn about money and history and banking function and all of that
0: you, you know, know i gotta
1: say that he probably glanced at the slide
0: to make sure y'all were on the right page
1: right yeah for our benefit <laughs> right. you know pausing to make sure that we were keeping up Right. because he didn't have any problem mm-hmm. even when so he was <coughs> 88 when he passed but right up until that point <coughs> he was perfectly fully intellectually mentally you know on point and mm-hmm. engaging and crystal clear you know, yeah yeah you know. i think i last spoke to him the week prior after he had told me about he was going to do a heart procedure i think it was on a saturday that previous saturday talked to him ever so briefly um whenever it was he had he was in the hospital i i called just to check in on him and uh, got mary his beloved wife of gosh was it 66 years 67 Six, years 66 years 66 years and she was so sweet was like well nelson's putting out his hand he would like to talk to you <laughs> you know that's awesome he's sitting there in a the hospital bed he still wants to get on the phone and chat with you oh yeah oh yeah i'm sure he was educating the physician you know, <laughs> yeah before he yeah. goes
0: under the ether you know that's true
1: so that's how i met him and that's kind of how things developed and Cool. And then you met him much, much earlier. You said you had 15 years. Yeah, it was, uh, and
0: and I'm so grateful and appreciative, you know, and I think my story's out there on YouTube and the big wide world somewhere. But, you know, my first exposure was really, you know, just to his first book, Becoming Your Own Banker, two-day event, uh, financial symposium if you will for financial professionals mm-hmm. and they had a you know a lot of outside speakers and different topics and best practices and and I, I attended that you know just to i'm a student of my profession economics and so i attended you know and i take copious notes although i may not be able to read them clearly <laughs> but afterwards but uh before i left i bought every book that the speakers had referenced because a lot of them you know referenced various books and so i bought them all took them home and you know they're stacked up on my nightstand and i finally got around to reading nelson's first book because it was so thin Uh um they probably sat on my nightstand for several months and i'd start a book without finishing it Mm -hmm. and you know seriously you feel like an underachiever i mean i'm things that you want to read right anyway I, I read the book that night nelson's book and just after 14 years in the financial world life insurance agent investment advisor i just was dumbfounded couldn't believe what i was reading but for, for the first time right this concept and never been exposed to this idea that you could become your own banker and what that really meant and You know after i got over my anger and the sun came up i i called the number on the back of the book right i just wanted to order some books and nelson himself answered Hmm. you know at that and at that time that uh edition of the book his face his portrait you know was on the front cover Mm. so now it's just on the back right but i was surprised that he even answered the phone and uh and we had a great conversation. You know, the epitome of a southern gentleman, and had a great conversation. And and he and it really literally wound up. You know, boy, I hold ten-hour seminars all over the country, and you ought to get yourself to one. So I did. You know, a month or so later. So it was a great initial conversation, much the same as your experience when you first met him. It's, you know, just the epitome of a southern gentleman gracious um genuine and so i went um i think it was in arkansas and i was just one in a crowd you know he was doing the 10-hour seminar i'm in the back taking copious notes and you know come to find out that uh and so that's really the first time i met him and then we developed a relationship right um and, and had many conversations with Nelson about events and seminars, not just his. But um, it was not his ten-hour seminar was not ever meant, nor did it, nor the purpose was never to entertain.
1: Yeah, his they they weren't meant to entertain, but you sure couldn't help but be entertained. Yeah, um, when but, he was talking, just part of his character.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a. You know living legend or persona that mm-hmm. genuine um but you know from there um you know, I flew home and 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 we i restructured all of the life insurance that we owned, and I had been practicing for about fourteen years in the financial world, you know, retirement planning income blah 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 um so I started introducing. I introduced it to my own life first, and then I started introducing various clients to it. Um, and <clears throat> come to find out that you know I thought that uh, that, and I still to this day I believe everyone should be exposed to the infinite banking concept. You should at least bet it. Yeah. You know, research it. Do your own due diligence. But from there, we started hosting Nelson mm-hmm. in his 10-hour seminar in Fort Worth, Texas, North Texas, and you know, some in Houston here and there. But, which which really, um, I mean, I'm so thankful because as he would, yep, yeah, it's confirmed, we lost the camera. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, so these 10 hour events we would host one to three a year and we did so for you know 10 or 12 years about 12 years and that time has just it's it's irreplaceable it's become immensely valuable to me because not only you know did you get to participate in the 10 hour seminar but all the time prior to the event and post the event you know Mm. picking them up at the at the airport taking him back to the airport the dinners and before and after and just that you know we traveled several times out of texas you know two or three hours where he would fly into fort worth and then but he would uh be presenting his 10-hour seminar in some other state and so i would just you know be his water boy you know driving yeah. him out there and yeah. and you know there's a lot of time that um I was able to enjoy with him, and it was just—it was just incredible, you know. And then, it, of course, you develop a friendship, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it goes beyond business, um, you know. And it, the the impact that he's had on, you know, me personally, our practice, the clients and their lives, and then our family, um, our clients' family is is. Just incredible, mm-hmm. and I find myself today i mean not just today today, but lately, not even lately i uh, I have found myself over the few last several years um just defaulting to some of the basics uh of what Nelson's message was and how he conveyed them, you know mm-hmm. clarity and simplicity um You know, you just can't spend that much time with someone and not have them affect your life. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, I'm glad I got to meet him and, you know, and spend all that time with him. He has greatly affected me. And, you know, we even spent um, some time in Austria. Mm -hmm. I think back in 2012-ish, somewhere around there. And that's an interesting thing in itself, you know. I mean, just to have that opportunity. Well, there were a group of... Um, individuals, mainly agents and advisors, as I recall, they were going to, um, you know, treat Nelson and Mary on a trip to Austria, which is one of his favorite cities in the whole world.
1: Vienna, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And actually, it was the uh, 100th anniversary of Mises, I yeah. believe, because that's why we went. It was a Mises event, and uh. You could be n-
1: wrong, but maybe the 100-year passing or the hundred year anniversary of his passing, I think it was.
0: Uh, is that what it was? I think so. It okay. Could be wrong, but, yeah, it was
1: Mises, a Mises Institute event, and they held a gathering out there in mm-hmm. Vienna.
0: At the College of Vienna. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Had the tour where Mises went to mm-hmm. high school and heard some original recordings of Manger. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Nelson, he loved Austria. He had been several times and just, you know, the camaraderie of that. But here, I gotta tell you, these guys were, these people were putting this together, and they said, hey, James, you wanna be a part of this? And the first question out of my mouth was, you know, well, yeah, how much does it cost? And the guy said, well, what does it matter? He he said, do you have life insurance? Well, of course I do. He (laughs) said, we'll we'll finance
1: it. So I'm like, yeah, duh. So Take the trip, get on the plane. Hello. (laughs) That was cool, very cool. Now you bring up a couple things there. Austrian economics in particular, it's um, people don't realize that how much of an Austrian economist Nelson was really a direct. <sighs> yeah, especially the Austrians, might I say. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, but a direct sort of intellectual heir to Leonard Reed, because he had such a lengthy uh, relationship with Leonard Reed where he'd fly him down and have him speak to Nelson's people in Birmingham mm-hmm. and uh, just much in the way that you and I learned from Nelson, Nelson learned from Leonard.
0: No question. And
1: it's the same, that's the same kind of relationship that like a Ron Paul went through with, but it wasn't as personal as I think it was for Nelson with, right. with Leonard. Uh, but having learned through the, from the foundation of economic education, uh, I just like to challenge my libertarian and Austrian economics friends to realize that, you know, Nelson's was five years Ron Paul's senior and came from the same intellectual atmosphere at, at fee, you know, and whereas Ron Paul went political, Nelson went into the financial world and and provided a bottom up solution as opposed to the top down solutions of gold standard or in the Fed or yeah, you know, your,
0: your Austrian and libertarian friends are still trying to solve the gold problem, right? Mm-hmm. I digress a little bit, but I'm glad you mentioned that. Leonard E. Reed mentored Nelson. You know, Nelson um, mentioned Leonard Reed. We, we spoke of Leonard Reed all the time. You know, Leonard wrote many books. He even mentioned Nelson in a couple of his books, but Nelson, you know, couldn't recall which one. Mm. So... You know, if you're reading Leonard E. Reed, I haven't found that reference yet. So uh-huh. let me know what book that's in. Yeah. Um, but Leonard E. Reed had a, a hand in founding fee. Oh, yeah.
1: Ma- major, hand, like he was responsible for it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right. So, you know, to be mentored by Leonard E. Reed, and, and, you know, we had this discussion the other day that if you think about the amount of people that, like, Ron Paul has influenced, mm-hmm. Right Because he was mentored by Leonard E. Reed as well, and then how many people Nelson Nash has influenced And from one man?
1: That's, yeah, that's extremely powerful. oh yeah, for sure. And one of the just kind of taking that from there, you, you, you mentioned too how all the um, the ways in which you find yourself now talking about some basic concepts that Nelson focused on and put forth one of them that stands out to me is just shine the light, you know, be the light. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing Nelson would constantly talk about is that you got to be the light, shine the light, you know, explain the the positive way forward. And I mean that not just like in positive like as opposed to negative or not good, but positive as in laying the actual groundwork for a solution. And because you could go all, you could spend all day talking about the state of the industry, conventional financial advice, uh, conventional economics, all that. The Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve. Gold Fractional standard. reserve banking. The business cycle. Politics. Left and right all of that, you could spend all day talking, and plenty of people do, and entire organizations like the Libertarian Party exist to complain about the problem, and <laughs> put forth national, political, top-down, centralized solutions, well, and you could spend a some, lifetime involving yourself in that. Yeah. So Nelson was all about set forth the individualized solution and explain how it's done, and that it is possible.
0: Right. You know, at the U and me level from the bottom up without top down thinking. Mhm. I
1: don't need Big Brother solving anything. Or anybody's permission or having to take a vote on anything. A license. Right. <laughs> right. You know,
0: that that reminds me though, shining the light, that um way back, uh when I was you know, I had discovered Leonard E. Reed through Nelson Nash and Fee, and, you know, reading his books and um, just reading more like iPencil, OMG. You I mean, you spend 14 years in the financial world and we're never exposed to iPencil? That's a shame. Mm-hmm. But there is one video at the time, you know, several years ago, there was one video of Leonard E. Reed. Uh, You know, just giving a presentation that was recorded and he uses the example of the light, you know, it's, excuse me, it was pretty interesting. You know, he turns a light on and, you know, light repels darkness, period. You know, the darkness is when the light comes on, darkness is repelled, period. You know, and then, you know, shining a light on a wall or um, he, he did it a couple of different ways, I believe. But then you know, you put a flashlight onto the light. You know, it's just interesting. And so I don't know how many times I watched that video. I think it's been redone by Fee as well, so the same video has maybe been reproduced. But very interesting. Leonard E. Reed. The only video that I know of
1: mm-hmm. of him. And Nelson, so the point of all that Nelson was would Cant would consistently bring that up and was an example of it himself there's no
0: question about that
1: life and how to put forth and that's one thing you and i've talked about just in terms of regardless outside of infinite banking per se or the mechanics of whole life or any of that just the the method of how to go about conveying a complicated concept you know the whole that people i don't know if they take i don't know if it's right to say they take it for granted but i think you could make the case that some take for granted just the idea of a ten hour seminar. You know that didn't come out of nowhere, right? He had to put that together, mm-hmm. and it was only after several iterations of other methods of trying to convey what he wanted to convey that he came upon the the two day, ten hour format. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, even from just a pedagogical you know, standpoint about how to teach something or how to convey something, you know, he's really listening. He throws big to, words around. Yeah, it's only a few syllables. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he really pioneered a way to in in the digital era, you know, even with all the internet and social media, you know, still had a unique in-person personal method of conveying a concept. And then even in, when he finally wrote the book, you know, it's a series of stories, a series of examples of basically illustrations where he's conveying a concept without talking about it directly right sort of teaching in the almost like the the Christian method of you now Jesus spoke in parables is telling stories and conveying concepts that way and people will read becoming your own banker and I've had two reactions and one of them is oh my gosh where's it been all my life and the other one is well it's kind of um, you know it's too hokey for me or this kind of thing and I think people who have that reaction have missed the incredible amount of intention behind why things where or why things are where they are in the text and the, the purpose that those stories are that they serve in sequence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And that's all brilliant, you know, to put that, that, that's an achievement of its own um, to have that, to put all that together on top of, or maybe even underneath infinite banking.
0: You Uh, You know, you brought it up the, the idea of line upon line, precept upon precept, concept upon concept, <clears throat> and a series of articles. Um, you know, if you if, when you read "Becoming Your Own Banker," I think a series of articles can be made from that. You know, if uh, one wanted to do so, but he exactly, you know, built concept upon concept. Mm-hmm. And everything he did that I'm aware of was deliberate, oh yeah, and intentional, but appeared so casual. Mm. You know, the very powerful, that you know, he didn't mince words, miss, you know, misspeak. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying the guy was perfect, right? But dang close, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know that that one kind con- concept or idea of being the light, right, shining the light, reflecting the light, you know, that um, was one of many foundational fundamental concepts and principles that that I've learned from him. And, you know, another being the idea of proper classification, Mm -hmm. you know, straight from the forestry background and, you know, his background in forestry it's pretty important that you properly classify things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that sounds very simple, and it's very straightforward, but when you can classify things properly, you're in a better position. You know, even the article um, EVA. we've discussed that before, economic value added. You know, the last line in that article that Sean Telly wrote in, I can't remember if it was Time or Newsweek, Money yeah, Magazine, there. but his last line, if you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. Very simple, very straightforward. So simple that you can jump over it. Oh, yeah. Right. Which is exactly, you know, the, I see that quite often. People jump smooth over this idea of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. It's not complicated enough. The 92 page page book is not scholarly enough mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. um, it's like yep yeah, it's so simple you might need to read it two or three times mm-hmm. <laughs> right? um, and then another one is uh, the banking function the principle a concept a truth that is fundamental is banking is you know banking is all right, so the movement of money is, and somebody's gonna perform that function, the banker. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, just the idea that you and me, you and I, us at the you and me level, the individual level, can actually control the banking function in your personal economy is extremely powerful. But if you just jump over that idea, right, because it's, you know, hokey or a gimmick, um, it's your loss.
1: Right. Right. Or if it's just another method to sell life insurance. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's just, just another sales tool or sales method yeah. or sales gimmick. And you see uh, in the big wide world that there are agents across the country that think, oh, that's a great way to sell life insurance. That's
1: exactly how they treat it. That's what's in their little messages when they send me LinkedIn messages or emails. Hey, let's have a conversation so you can tell me about your sales system. Or let's not.
0: Uh, just give me a presentation. Yeah. Do you have a PowerPoint that I can use to sell? Oh, my God. Shut yeah. Up. And oh Nelson gosh. was so
1: gracious about it. You know, he was so warm and accepting. It's like, okay, well, you know, you are where you are, and uh, their understanding will develop. and. Mm-hmm. They don't know, mm-hmm. but they're learning. But that's, IBC, Infinite Banking, Becoming Your Own Banker, Nelson's legacy as far as the financial education is concerned was not about selling a lot of life insurance. It just wasn't the wasn't the point. And when it's treated as a sales system, or my favorite is when agents, oh yeah, we do that. Oh yeah, we do that. Yeah. You ever read "Becoming Your Own Banker"? Well, no, but you know we, yeah, banking with life insurance. Oh, we 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 did that. Yeah, I
0: did that twenty years ago. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> oh yeah, I did that thirty years ago, twenty years ago.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's this, uh, you know, idea that you have a life insurance license, or you can spell IBC. Mm-hmm. You know, you're an expert. Oh yeah, everybody knows that. We did that forever. It's, it's
1: just so far away from what Nelson was trying to do and trying to accomplish uh, with his book and with his seminars and so much of his, <clears throat> that last quarter of his life, you know, it's just missing the point.
0: Yeah, actually though, <clears throat> you know, speaking of selling life insurance, right, uh, or buying life insurance, however you wanna look at it, Nelson Nash did more for the life insurance industry than anyone that I I know of. Yeah and the life insurance companies um i don't think the majority of them even realize that right and well you know go figure they don't even realize the power of the product right, right that they have right. <laughs> um, so shouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. but and, and and if you think about that for a moment you know cuz we have spoke of this you know various times uh, the n- not only the the life insurance has been purchased or sold because of the infinite banking concept. But look at the generations and the amount of people that this idea is going to benefit or has touched. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. You know, I know we kind of talked about, you know, Ron Paul and Nelson and being mentored by Leonard E. Reed and how many, you know, um, effects that one man can have. And it's when you think that through, right? And and then you put some monetary values on there. It's staggering. Oh yeah, absolutely staggering.
1: Oh. But one of the other things that I remember, some I'm thinking sitting here thinking about how he how Nelson's impact you know came through in other areas outside of just the professional or financial and and one thing he always challenged people to do was get rid of their top down thinking. Mm-hmm. And that was a personal challenge for me because I used to think that the you know. Becoming a professor of economics and <clears throat> instructing people in a very top-down fashion was the way to really change their minds and then mm. change the you know change the world there you know the idealistic idea of you know change the world thereafter. You know, that was all top-down thinking. It took me a long time to shake that off. Tell you
0: know, them so, how to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> took a long time to just think about. No, that's that's not the way. You know, mm. Here is the way. You know, mm take control of the banking function at the individual level uh and for me personally with that you know that means becoming or attempting to become skilled in communicating that concept to just you know one on one with the individual mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. discarding this notion of you know having to establish the authority or the credibility I like how he always used to say that you know Jesus didn't go get a PhD right <laughs> he just talked person to person from the pharisees and the right. sadducees right right <laughs> and even you know paul didn't, had to shake all that off scholar among scholars mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. jesus was throwing them out of the temple Mm-hmm.
0: yeah wow
1: and that's yeah. a, that's another thing too is that it, so much of his of nelson so, so much of what nelson talked about was fully integrated so whether it's how to manage your own personal finances for optimal financial performance, or whatever. Like that was integrated with what he understood as <coughs> the broader economic picture from the Austrian perspective. But then it also lined up extremely well, not only with his views on history, but his Christian views too. It, it was all coherent. And it had one sort of a worldview that encompassed uh, what you could say are uh, the correct views on so many things. You know, it, they all integrated well. Um, and it wasn't piecemeal. Like so many people have a, you know, they grab this part of that part of theology or psychology or economics or finance, try to piece together something that kind of looks like a patchwork, you know, when you back up and look at the whole thing. But Nelson's was all integrated. Yep. Patchwork, something that looks good to them. Right. Something they can feel good mm-hmm. about,
0: you know, showing others or what have you. No question, it was integrated. You can't separate you know it's like let's let's go you know separate natural law from
1: nature Mm -hmm. well and he used to talk about because life insurance private contract with free people and he would jump from that to you know come challenge his marriage to marry you know Mm -hmm. in order to accentuate the law of contract to -hmm. demonstrate that law of contract is how this world built itself up and you start coming at that you're going to have a problem there
0: will be a problem with there civilization. Problem. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He used to, you know, bringing that, you know, talking about that. The Ten Commandments is contract. If yeah. You do this, I'll do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't do this, I'll do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Constitution, that's a contract, isn't it? I'm not saying it hadn't been shredded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, private contract is what a position to be in when it comes to your money mm-hmm. operating from private contract. Okay. Right. Right. Yep. All right. You know, he also used to say here, it seems like more lately than um, you know, going too far back, maybe in the last six months or so. You know, he would say that uh if there's too much emphasis on why, then the how you know, um, the if there's too much in, if of an emphasis placed on why the the emphasis on how is mm, I should have probably should have wrote down the quote. I do have it somewhere as a matter of <laughs> fact, and I took a picture of it, but when there's so much emphasis placed on why, you you it it, it diminishes the value of of I'm sorry, let me get this right. When there's so much emphasis placed on the how, it, it diminishes the value of why. Mm-hmm. And that's not an, an exact verbatim quote, but you know you can. And that, and I'm bringing that up because it's a fundamental um, principle that makes sense to me. And that's what you see going on. That's what I see going on in the big wide world of of uh, finance, money life insurance, infinite banking concepts, becoming your own banker. You know, this emphasis on the how, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The why is most important. How is important, I'm not saying the how is not important, Mm -hmm. but the why is most important.
1: Yeah, I think if you prioritize how, you can get lost in the details, you can get lost in the mechanics, and like you said, not that they're not important, but if you start with why, if you have an understanding of what your what uh, what the purpose is, what you're both what you're coming from and what you want to move towards, mm-hmm. the how kind of sorts itself out, you know. Um, and that's absolutely true. It, for Nelson, he always and he was unafraid in his seminar to con, to <coughs> teach people about the business cycle and fractional reserve banking. And my favorite quote of Nelson's is: I have it in my email signature and it's on my blog. And he got up and. At Think Tank in 2018, the annual event for the Nelson Nash Institute of Practitioners, and said point blank, like he does in his very energetic and passionate voice, that banks lend money that does not exist and that is evil. Yep. And it's like, mic drop, absolutely. And was unafraid to go there. My point is, he was unafraid to go there. He was unafraid to talk about good and evil, unafraid to talk about the nature of the economic system. You know, didn't it was so nice you in the room? He didn't treat you like you were dumb or like he knew more than you did. You know, he oh. could commu- he was willing to communicate complicated, or I'll put it this way he was willing to communicate complex topics with clarity, right? He didn't, a lot of times in the financial world today, people prioritize simplicity, right? We need to boil it down, we need to make it simple for people, make it simple to understand. So, you know, the, it's so patronizing. I just can't say. So it's like I refuse to do that. I think Nelson refused to do it. Simplicity was not what he aimed for. As far as I could tell, it was clarity. He wanted to communicate things clearly. And if in the end that m- meant that it seemed simple, then fine. But he mm. he conquered and would explain super complex topics. that he but, but he did it with clarity and was unafraid to do so and didn't. Uh, assume or presume that his audience couldn't understand it or couldn't grasp it and that's such a I bring that up as such a contrast to what else is out there today um, It's because we're talking about the way he would communicate a concept how he would teach uh, being his a quality of his own in his own right outside of IBC in particular um, it's really admirable you know he elevated people's understanding you know, it was not about
0: and they're thinking Mm-hmm. He elevated their thinking, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, you, you you covered an awful lot right there, mm-hmm. right? And if I could go back to the, uh, you know, in a seminar, being bold and unashamed. Um, I don't know how many times I had heard him say, uh, and he would talk about his relationship with Jesus Christ, and if you didn't have one, that was... You know the most important thing, and he'd be willing to talk to you. I was say we got something old. to talk about after the <laughs> seminar. <laughs> exactly, you might have an opportunity. He was, he was, uh, always politely, gentlemanly, gently bold. Yes. You know, right. and then and, and in that audience, you know, if you were to attend a ten-hour seminar in an audience of many, you always had the feeling of one and the connectivity. Oh yeah. You know and then he would talk about uh, Leonard E. Reed and you know he would, Leonard would go somewhere hosted and, and be presenting or speaking and you know the crowd typically wanted to be entertained but there was always that one mm. you know that remained after the event, after the the talk and uh, and that was worth everything Mm -hmm. you know that was the most important conversation that connectivity with one the audience of one Mm -hmm. and nelson made you feel that way absolutely you know there was a direct connection and that that he was speaking to you and he he
1: literally was yeah it wasn't fake he was right yeah he was talking to everybody individually at once
0: yes that's powerful yeah
1: you know yeah he could command a room for sure
0: Yep, yeah, no question
1: all right well i think i mentioned each all the pieces i wanted to mention i could go on all day about how he was a you know personal and spiritual mentor you know seeing him you know he served he and mary served as an example of what marriage can be and um certainly his a uh, nelson the patriarch you know he had a Extensive family, great grandkids all over the place, and um, you know, to be able to, for me, is to be able to just where I am in my life, is to see that example as a not only as a you know Christian man, but as a someone who was a family man and um, served his family, and you know, that's that example will live with me forever.
0: Sure, sure. You know. My thoughts kind of going forward, you know, I believe that God's timing is perfect, you know, whether as an individual or human being that, you know, it makes sense to you or you can see with clarity or understanding or have the understanding with clarity. And, you know, just kind of, as I mentioned earlier, moving from the informational kind of knowledge based, knowing that, you know, Nelson graduated you know, he's, and we'll see him in the next lifetime. There's this life in one more, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and the impact that he's made on my life personally and, 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 and our practice and our clients and our families, um, and the industry, the life insurance industry and the, in the field of economics and all the theories out there and the Austrian school of economics, um, I mean, very powerful, very powerful, and 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 two, um, you know, like I feel that I have some kind of connectivity with Leonard Reed Mm -hmm. through Nelson Nash, and you know, in going forward, I really hope that people that didn't have an opportunity, and I believe that they will, you know, I really hope that the people who didn't have an opportunity opportunity to meet Nelson, um, I hope, and I believe they will, um, or can find some kind of a connectivity with Nelson from his work, you know, even though they didn't get to meet him and, and, you know, I I hope that is, is true. I mean, I believe it to be true. You know, if you discover the work of, of Nelson and you go through his work and you understand, you know, what he did, you're going to get a sense of who he was. And, 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 and I think that's pretty cool. I think so Mm -hmm. to wrap it up, my point being, um, he has touched and affected a tremendous amount of people. Right. And I think he will continue to have a positive effect. And I think, and I hope that someone who has, didn't have the opportunity to meet him will find that and feel that connectivity. Mm. You know, so. Absolutely. And then too, you know, let me say that uh, another kind of a thing that, you know, as we spoke through the years, it was, we always always talked about pushing back the frontiers of ignorance, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, which is what I believe that we do and a positive side of that is pushing back the frontiers of ignorance, right? So it's not in a, in a negative way, right, or disparaging way, pushing back the frontiers of ignorance. I think that's a worthy goal, and a worthy Absolutely. cause. And then we would always, uh, you know, talk. It's like, what are you doing, boy? Well, I'm doing, you know, I'm pushing back frontiers of ignorance, that and or, you know, I'm just doing my part. And I think, you know, my part is important, your, your part is important, you know, whoever you are, my part is important and so that's exciting you know I'm looking forward to doing my part I'm going to yeah. continue to do my part that was often in conversation and and I'm excited about that and I think with this moving from kind of the information knowledge based understanding and knowing that you know Nelson has graduated and um, just going forward I, I can see you know, that God's timing is perfect, and and being self-centric here, self-centered, you know, um, without being egotistical, right? That I think that, um, you know, my part's in front of me, and I'm, I'm excited to embrace that.
1: Yeah, we've got a role to play. He left work to be done. He did? Yeah.
0: Right, so. so. We better go get to it. That's what I had, yeah, all right, so I had fun. Me too. Hope you had fun. Come back for the next time. Can't wait to
1: see you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.